So before we get started with this episode, I do have to give a trigger warning right here. This episode will contain discussions about mental health issues such as psychosis, depression, anxiety, you name it, and of course suicide or self-slaughter. So if you do not feel comfortable with those topics being discussed, bestie, I highly suggest you skip this episode because this episode will be deep, it will be dark, and I care about your mental health. And of course, just no hard feelings. We have uh, breaking news uh, at this hour, and uh, a plane is reported to have gone down over the southern French Alps. It's uh, operated by German Wings, an A320 Airbus. Uh, 148 people are believed to have been on board. 142 passengers and six crew. 34-year-old Maria was born there and on the plane with her husband and 18-month-old baby. Oleg, 54 years old, was part of a German opera company based in the city. Oleg and Maria, both internationally known singers, the opera world mourning the loss of the performers both professionally and personally. Welcome to A Crash Investigation, the podcast, the show we dissect and discuss prominent air crashes in aviation history. Of course, I am your host, Jonaka Kai, as always. And today we will be talking about the infamous flight. We will be talking about German Wings Flight 9525. What happened? Why did it happen? How did it happen? And how did the investigators solve this case? Honestly, if you were not listening to the trigger warning that I had mentioned earlier, please like if you don't feel like it's going to be comfortable for you to like listen to a podcast that is talking about suicide and self-slaughter. Firstly, skip this episode. We're going to be deep. We are going to be dark and you might cry. I low-key did a little bit. But yeah, you know, we have a long one ahead of us. Um, Do not forget to like and subscribe if you're listening to us on youtube and if you're listening to us on like a podcast listening platform like spotify apple Podcasts, the rest google Podcasts, etc don't forget to of course follow us on your platform of choice and rate us five stars because we are the best podcast on this platform no we're not without wasting any more of your time let us just get started it is the greatest aviation mystery of all time. Lies a massive passenger jet and the remains of its 239 passengers and crew. Uh, good morning, we have uh, a smoke uh, uh, problem and we're doing emergency descent to level 15140. In December 1988, a passenger airliner was bombed over Scotland in what was one of the largest pre-9-11 terrorist attacks. Now, due to the fact that there were a lot of Germans on board and the airliner is German, the Federal Bureau of Aircraft Accident Investigation or BFU of Germany had to get involved in the investigation. And finally, of course, the United States' Federal Bureau of Investigation or FBI gets involved as well. The crash site. 
So seven investigators were sent to go and investigate the crash site. Airbus and CFM International representatives accompany the investigators to the crash site. I do not know what CFM International is, but moving on, let us discuss what they found at the crash site. The aeroplane was incredibly broken up into a lot of pieces over four hectares on the mountainous terrains of the French Alps. On the lower parts of the terrain, the investigators found that vegetation was damaged with trees being uprooted and three branches being broken by parts of the aircraft's wing. On the 24th of March 2015, the cockpit voice recorder or CVR was found. On the 2nd of April 2015, the flight data recorder or FDR was found. These texts of equipment were actually like incredibly damaged, but they were actually kind of useful. The meteorological information. So at the cruising altitude of 38,000 feet or 11,582 meters, German Wings Flight 9525 was flying in clear skies above scattered clouds. Possible maintenance error? After thorough investigation, the investigators concluded that there was no evidence of maintenance error. Now the history of the cockpit door. As I had mentioned before, Captain Sondenheim was trying to break the cockpit door, but he was actually unsuccessful. So let us go through what happened to make this door strong, like to the point where nothing could break it. Well, after 9-11, check out my series on the 9-11 attacks after listening to this episode but safety bodies around the world decided to strengthen the door of the cockpit these new doors were and i quote equipped with an approved flight crew compartment door that is designed to resist penetration by small arms fire and grenade sharpnel and to resist forcible intrusions by unauthorized persons this door shall be capable of being locked and unlocked from either pilot station end quote now what is this door made out of? The cockpit door is made out of a honeycomb core and an outer pre-peg. The pre-peg makes sure that the door is actually bulletproof, so that's kind of cool. But how does the cockpit door work? So in the cockpit, each pilot has like a touchscreen monitor that shows the area outside of the cockpit. And to enter the cockpit, the pilot needs to enter a code onto the keypad that is by the door. A buzzer sound will ring and this sound will alert the pilot or pilots that are inside the cockpit that someone wants access to get into the pilot cockpit. Finally, the pilots can either accept or deny access to the individual. Each pilot and flight attendant on board has an emergency code that they can input in order to enter the cockpit without the pilot's permission. This is usually done in a case of a pilot or pilots being incapacitated. Now the postmortem of the pilots. So the investigators decided to do a postmortem on the pilots, but on first officer Lubitz specifically. They did one on Captain Sondenheimer, but they found nothing. He was clean. But first officer Lubitz, <sighs> the results revealed that he had Cetaloprem and Mitazapine. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but like, yeah. But those things are actually antidepressant medication and Zopiclone, which is sleeping medication. This brought a lot of questions to like everyone. However, the main question being, why? Mental illness. As I'd mentioned before, I'm going to mention it once again. If you don't feel comfortable, please just stop listening right here. But we're going to move on. Let's start with depression. 
So depression is a mental disorder that is characterized by sadness, feelings of guilt, low self-worth, low self-esteem, etc. This mental disorder can be long-lasting and this illness impairs one's ability to function at work. Of course, it's not only at work, but like in this context, we're just gonna say work. Depression may also lead to suicide. Now, when it comes to aviation, pilots are actually allowed to fly only on specific antidepressants. These pilots would also need to have checkups frequently. Of course, psychosis. Psychosis is a loss of connectedness with reality in the form of delusions, hallucinations, and disorganized thoughts. This condition may be chronic or may occur in a single episode. And the BEA investigators and researchers said that Patients with psychosis should not operate as a crew because of unpredictable reoccurrences of psychotic episodes as well as the side effects of antipsychotic medications, end quote. This essentially means that people who suffer from psychosis shouldn't operate as a crew members because of the unpredictability of the condition. The ICAO the International Civil Aviation Organization explained that when it comes to depression and the use of antidepressants, they said, and I quote, an applicant with depression being treated with antidepressant medication should be assessed as unfit unless the medical assessor, having access to the details of the case concerned, considers the applicant's condition as unlikely to interfere with the safe exercise of the applicant's license and rating privileges. Oh, no, 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 that is not what they all said. They said some more. They said, and I quote, states may, on a case-by-case -case basis, certificate applicants who are prescribed and are taking an approved SSRI antidepressant medication for an established diagnosis of depression, which is in remission. Conditions necessary for egg safety may be imposed on the certificate as appropriate, for example, holder to fly as or with co-pilot thus limiting operations to multi-crew aircraft. Pilots taking other types of antidepressants should not usually be considered for certification, end quote. They, so they mean, like low-key they're mean, but let's move on from their meanness. How pilots are picked. In Europe, there's a process that they go through in order to pick pilots. Number one, the pilots should fill out an application and this application usually consists of yes or no questions. Number two, the pilot then submits the application and number three, a group of moderators would then discuss the answers but they would also discuss the pilot's current and or previous medical issues. Now that we have all of this information, I told you like a lot about all of these different mental health issues. Let's go back to Andreas Gunther Lubitz. The medical history of First Officer Lubitz. First Officer Lubitz's medical history came as a shock to all of the investigators and quite frankly, me too, man. This is a lot of information and let's not even waste any more time. Let us just get started with this information. So, August of 2008, Andreas Lubitz suffers a severe depressive episode, but the depressive episode has no psychotic symptoms. The depressive episode led to him thinking about suicide, and as a result, he was hospitalized and referred to a psychiatrist. 2009 
Lewis starts to take antidepressants between January and July. At the same time, he goes to psychotherapy. At the end of July, Lewitz's psychiatrist has concluded that Lewitz has fully recovered. Before we continue, the final report of this crash named these different physicians according to letters. For example, physician A, physician B, physician C, etc. So that is what I will be referring to them as. Sorry if it gets a little bit confusing. 2014, physician A puts first officer Lubitz on sick leave for seven days. In that December, Lubitz is diagnosed with vision problems and sleep disorders. 2015, on the 17th of February, Physician B gives Lubitz a sick leave certificate. This medical certificate was not given to German Wings. On the 22nd of February, Physician C refers First Officer Lubitz to a psychotherapist and psychiatrist for outpatient treatment for his anxiety disorder. Due to this, he was put on Zopiclone. After this diagnosis, Lubitz was put on sick leave for three more days. On the 24th of February, Lubitz's psychiatrist puts him on metazapine. Now we're in March. On the 9th of March, Physician D gives Lubitz a medical certificate or sick note, but this certificate was again not given to German wings. On the 10th, Physician C Yet again, refers Andreas Lubitz to a psychiatric hospital, but this time it was due to possible psychosis. The 12th rolls around and the same physician, Physician C, signs a sick leave certificate for 19 days. This certificate was again not given to German Wings, his employer. On the 16th, Lubitz's psychiatrist prescribes Lubitz with more medication and finally on the 18th, Physician E decides to put Lubitz on sick leave for 5 more days. After this, of course, the flight takes place. That was a bit confusing. I know, it was confusing for me too. But now that we have all of this, I think it's time for the findings. The investigators discovered a lot of things and I am going to summarize them here. The airplane, being the Airbus A320, had a valid certificate for airworthiness. There were no aircraft system failures that could have contributed to the accident. The whole flight crew had proper training. German Wings has peer support groups available to pilots should they need. First Officer Lubitz had mental health issues including psychotic symptoms. Lubitz did not sort out any support from his peers or the German wing support group. Lubitz's deteriorating mental health did not alert anyone and this includes his colleagues and bosses. No aviation authority or airline was informed about Lubitz's mental state. And finally, the investigators actually found a letter in the dustbin in Lubitz's home. Now, this letter, it actually was a medical certificate that said that the pilot was unfit to work and that he should stop being a pilot. Damn. Now, the cause of the crash. The main cause of the crash was, of course, suicide induced by the first officer. The contributing causes of the crash. Now, building off of the cause, there are many factors that led to the crash. Number one, Lubitz was afraid of losing his pilot's license due to the medical certificate that the investigators found in the dustbin. 
Number two, the first officer was probably stressed by the losing of his income and him falling into debt due to his inability to work. Number three, there was a lack of clear guidelines in German regulations when a threat to public safety outweighs the requirements of medical confidentiality. And number four, the strong cockpit door prevented Captain Sondenheimer from entering the cockpit and probably saving the plane. And finally, the recommendations set out by the BEA. When an airliner or safety body receives a medical certificate from a pilot and the certificate shows a history of mental illness, then they should follow up. And they should follow up specifically on their fitness to fly. The World Health Organization should define rules clearly. These rules include the need for healthcare providers to inform appropriate authorities when a patient's or pilot's mental health will impact public safety. And finally, peer support groups must be implemented and maintained. I know I said finally, but we have the recommendations for the European Commission. Two pilots must be in the cockpit at all times. Like, no matter what, two pilots must always be in the cockpit at all times. All pilots should be trained properly, that's a given. All pilots should undergo psychological evaluation. All pilots should be tested for drugs and alcohol frequently, regardless of antidepressants, etc. Medical examiners should be trained better in relation to psychological help and communication. And finally, there should be a better balance between doctor-patient confidentiality and more protection of public safety. And that, my friends, that is the end. After this long episode, that is the end. I'm sure you are a bit upset because I was upset too. If you have any thoughts about this, then please comment them down in the description box if you are listening on YouTube. And if you are listening on Spotify, I know there's kind of like a little box thing where you can like give your thoughts and some other... I'll put in a question there, then you can like tell me what you think. But to be honest, it, this did make me mad a little bit because... I do feel that the airline, as much as they did not know, I just think that they did not do their job properly in terms of background checking and, of course, vetting their pilots properly because I feel like if they did do that properly, none of this would have happened and people wouldn't have lost their lives that day. I just do feel like blame should not solely fall on german wings also do feel like it should fall on like the european commission because i think it's their job to make sure that everything in terms of like aviation or just transport in general is safe yet they did nothing and they had to wait for a whole crash to kill people to be like hmm maybe we should probably do something about this it just really did make me mad and to be honest it does kind of show the mental health problems that we really do have in this society like today a lot of people suffer from mental health issues and it just goes untreated that ain't cool not one bit but anyway thank you so much for listening again do not forget to like and subscribe if you are listening on youtube and if you are listening on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, um castbox i'm thinking of other listening apps but like yes if you're listening on any of those do not forget to follow us to never ever ever miss 
a new episode and yes i have been your host sonaka hi and i will see you next week cheers <laughs>